What's going on, bro? I'm glad we had an opportunity to do this, man. Um, actually, um, when I saw um, some of your story um, as I was uh, coming to the days um, of doing um, the Day of Empathy with um, Tony Lewis Jr., it was like um, on, on Facebook and Instagram, for some reason, when you follow somebody, it kind of gives you, you know, related other stuff oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, that people do. Yeah. And then I saw yours, so I just immediately just just hit um you know follow because I wanted to see what was going on. And then I just start seeing the video um um that they that they created for um um oh, the, the day of the, empathy. The, the day of yeah. empathy and then the um the four o'clock count yeah. and you was on that video as well. So I was like, damn, okay, so cuz really out here. So for me, um I grew up in this area. Um, you know, being in Baloo right now is is somewhat <laughs> um unbelievable because I graduated from here, but not the same building. So I, uh, the assistant principal just gave me a tour of the building and, you know, it gave me chills because it's like, it's not the old school, but if we'd have had this with the amount of school spirit that we had back then, it's, it's, we would have, I mean, it, there's no, there's no way that I can say I wouldn't have been successful if we'd have had all of this in place. I mean, he just showed me the aquatic center. He just showed me the, the mechanic shop. He just showed me, um, which this side is the um, spirit side, that side is the education side. And it's just like, it's like if these kids got all of this, how is it that they're missing it and not, you know, bringing it to school? So I know men, men, you talked a little bit on the phone, you know, we, we, we talked about a little bit of what's been going on as of late. So I just want to, I want to get kind of, you know, what your background is, what you do, and then we'll kind of get into the conversation. Well, uh, First and foremost, Charles King, as you know, as he introduced me, some people call me Booby. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, what I do for a living, uh, I do a lot, you know, because I'm, I'm an owner of my own nonprofit. You know, uh, I got a team of dudes that, you know, work with me on that. And what's the happen. what's the nonprofit? My nonprofit is called, the acronym is HOW, H-O-W-L, and it's called Helping Others With Life. And uh, what we do is, you know, we go out and we try to support the community in whatever form or fashion that we can as, a, as we discuss me and you you know i came up with that name because it's a universal approach to any situation right so i use that for that but on top of that you know i'm a uh a credible messenger and i work with you coming through dyrs okay so uh what i do with that is you know i got basically youth that's been involved with the judicial system and uh when they are committed which means they are given time in the juvenile judicial system once they're given a, a sentence by a judge they're all assigned a credible messenger. Okay. And uh, what we do is we help them in whatever form or fashion we can. The, the, the unique thing about credible messenger is that it's people that comes from those walks of life or that the youth are familiar with. Okay. So, like, my background didn't actually hinder me with this job. It actually helped me. Right. Because I come from out of those environments exactly. and those communities where I exactly. go back into those communities. And I'm able to relate. Not just relate. I'm able to make the connection because with a lot of the youth, I might wind up knowing their mother their father their uncle their aunt their brothers their sisters whoever they might be older right i might have engaged them at some point in my life whether it was in uh trials and tribulations going through the system when i was in the street or maybe in another work environment right, right? so that's what i actually do for a living is uh those two things you know those are my two primary focuses but every day i get up and i engage i'm with a youth just about seven days a week whether it's my son 
or whether it's somebody else's okay. child, because I can't just say son, because I have had females on my case. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when even all like seven days a week, I'm with youth. And so I know um, one time um, when I, I was on Facebook and I saw you in um, um, Alabama, and I was like, yeah, if you get a chance to go near University of Alabama, it's this little barbecue joint called Dreamland, you know, try to get there. You was like, I bet. And then I started looking at, you know, some of the places you was at. I was like, damn, he really taking these kids on like a, on like a, on like a, um, on like a history lesson for real, like not not like a regular field trip, but like a field trip with a lot of meaning and a lot of history to it. And so, um, when we start stuff, you know, nonprofits, or when we start feeling like we want to do something, um, you know, better in the community, it don't happen overnight. So give us, you know, I mean, I I, I, I read the bio, and I was like, instead of me reading it, I wanted you to just give me, you know, a brief bio of, you know, where Charles came from. And how you know Charles evolved to you know creating how? Well, uh, where I come from is right. I'm, I'm a. I don't like to say Washingtonian. I, I, I'm a. I was raised in DC. DC. Right. <laughs> that's that's me just, too. That's just how I'm gonna say it. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. You know where you every, from? South everybody know where I'm that's at. If DC. you know me, you know if you read my bio, right? You know I'm a returning citizen, as right. they as they quote now, right? right? That's the that's the terminology for yeah. a person coming back to the community, right? But to start at the beginning, like I was born and raised in Northwest, right? And I I was there pretty much my whole life. You know, my mother moved around. You know, as a kid, I'm following my mother because she's providing my livelihood. Correct. She's, you know, taking care of me. So I have no option but to go where she goes. But I was always allowed to go back to the environment that I was raised at because my grandmother was living there. Right. So, like, that was the foundation. Even when we hit hard times, if we ain't had nowhere else to go and my mother had to move, we you went back there, yeah. right? And, grandma uh, was the backbone. Grandma was the backbone. And I, I grew up up northwest off up on a street called Whole Mead Place, right? Okay, I know what that's and, uh Back in the days, you know, it was the environment was different than what you see now, right? right? It was a more hostile environment. You know, things was going on just like they was going on anywhere out throughout the city, right? So I grew up there. And fast forward, I entered the judicial system as a juvenile myself at 13. I had my own run-ins with the law. I came home off of that maybe a couple of years later after I got out of the group home and going through my situation with that, I was shot. Mm. I was paralyzed from the waist down. I saw that. So uh how did that how did that work out? I mean, that's that's I mean, how do you get shot, can't walk, and then learn how to walk again? Well, you know, when I woke up, you know, I can remember I could I could tell you vividly when I woke up, my mother was sitting beside my hospital bed and she, you know, informed me what the doctors informed her about, right? Okay. But like from the time that I was born, I've always been against the odds, right? I was born with a with a birth defect okay. dealing with my body, right? And they told my mother I would never be able to walk. Man, I ran, I played basketball, I did everything. So right. I've always been the type to define the odds. You know, I would say it's a blessing. Right. You Absolutely. feel what I'm saying? So uh Moving forward, I, I go through that situation of getting shot, you know. I go back into the streets, you feel what I'm saying? I catch another another case. I come home from the juvenile system. And mm -hmm. uh, once I come home, I'm on the street. I'm having my way. I'm doing what I do in the street, as, you know, many of us have done. And, you know, I wind up catching an adult case. I caught a federal indictment. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I got charged with a uh, using the current firearm during a drug trafficking offense and possession mm -hmm. with intent to distribute. I oh, went yeah. to trial twice. With the United States government, I went to the trial with the feds twice. You know, the first time I had a mistrial was nine three in my favor. The second time they deliberated for three days and then they found me guilty. Wow! So um, it was a lot of you know uh, missteps and mishaps that happened with right. the case. But in hindsight, I got twenty twenty. You know, that was my blessing. You feel right. what I'm saying? Like my 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 lesson was my blessing. Exactly. Right. So I I go in and uh, while I'm in, they gave me two hundred eleven months. So 200 months for all that can't compute that right off the top of their head, that's 17 years, seven months. Hmm. Within the course of that, you know, I continued to fight for my freedom and during the duration of being incarcerated, I wind up getting uh, my sentence reduced down to 15 years. So oh, I went from 17, 7 to 15. Okay. I did 13 years and two months on that. But okay. when I was in there, I took advantage of a lot of the things that was available I wound up getting my GED because I went all the way to the 12th grade and dropped Good. out. Right. So I took it upon myself to get my GED. I got some college credits. I taught myself Spanish. And uh, wow. And while I was in there, you know, I just realized that, you know, my passion has always been helping people. Right. Right. Even when I was running the streets, it was still helping people yep. because I took a lot of losses. Exactly. Nobody never roughed me off. Exactly. Right. I was never taken advantage of. I just took losses. If you mess up, like. You can't give me something you don't have. Right. And I'm I shouldn't have put myself in a situation if I can't afford to do exactly. it. Exactly. So 
I realized that I always had that passion. I looked out for others. So when I came home, you know, I transitioned back into society, had several jobs, and I wound up getting into the field I'm in now. Mm -hmm. But since I've been home, I've still always had the same passion. It's just that I got a different occupation now. Right. My occupation has changed. Now I'm no longer running the streets, getting my money. Now I'm working, right? So, like, uh, I decided to put together the nonprofit, you know, even before we put the the nonprofit together, we was already out doing stuff. Doing the work. Yeah, doing the work. So we just made it legit with the with the actual paperwork and everything. And it's and it's funny you say that because I'm at the point where I'm at now where when I first wanted to do a podcast, people kind of came to me and was like, Man, you should do one. I, I was like, but what is, I mean, what, what do people do on podcasts? So I started watching them and just you know, just saying what it was. Yeah. And then it was like I heard people saying, but everybody got a podcast, everybody got a podcast. But it's like now I feel like you know, everybody has a podcast, but everybody got their own lane. Everybody got that niche of what they talking about. And for me, when I first started, it was kind of, you know, current event. It was kind of, you know, uh, life experience. But now it's more of community based, you know, um, togetherness. How do we make the community better? And I mean, I didn't have a format. I didn't have a, you know, a foundation. I just kind of, you know, went with my life experiences and felt like, OK, put yourself out there yeah. because I never put myself out there before unless it was you know circle of friends family members you know because you 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 you've been locked up i've been locked up i've been shot i've been stabbed you know i've been in you know a lot of situations where either you know it was real fucked up that i didn't stop it or it was real fucked up that i was involved with it period okay. and so either way i got both you know experiences. Um, experiences and so now i'm trying to bring them all together and give it to people just so they know you know you can be better than you were yesterday. And that's kind of my 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 yeah, logo. So you know, I, be yeah. be better than you were yesterday, yesterday. Because I feel like if you if you if you fucked up yesterday and God give you breath to have another day, then you have an opportunity to be better than you were yesterday. Most definitely. So that's kind of where I and, where and I'm at. I, I, I I wholeheartedly feel you with that because social media, right? Like right now, you know, we we're live on social media or whatever. And when I left, there was no social media. Right. Where I left the streets in 2003, I returned back to the streets in 2015, mm -hmm. went to the halfway house. There was no social So Metro media. was everywhere. You was like, what yeah, the like, hell? Yeah, like not just that. There was no smartphone. Right. You feel what I'm saying? There was no Facebook, no Instagram. Right. There was none of that. So when I right. came home, I could remember uh, a quick story when I was in the car driving home and my cousin gave me his phone and the phone locked. I'm like, why, the, why I can't use the phone? Tell me the phone lock. I'm like, man, I just came from out there. They got locked doors. Now y'all got locked phones. Oh. Like, you tripping, right? And, uh, oh, and they was man. laughing me out. We driving. Right. They can't pick me up from Michigan. Okay. So we driving back from Maryland, Michigan to D.C., okay. right? So, and they was explaining things to me. And it ain't take me long to catch on because I'm a quick right. learner, right. right? Because I think that that's, that's my niche, that I can learn quick. And then once I learn it, I master it, gotcha. right? I might not master it overnight. But I'm gonna keep pouring into it until I perfect it to where I think that it should be. Right. And you know, For I you. continue to build. Yeah, right. I continue to build, you know, because right. learning is an ongoing process. Exactly. Everything evolves, even exactly. like with this podcast, it will evolve. Right. There will be new technology that you will use in the future that right. we're not using now. now right. Because that's just what it is. But right. it would just be natural. It wouldn't be like an evolution of you, like, oh God, like what's that? It'll, it'll, it'll be just, just come natural flow, because it's, it, it, they, they gradually put things into our life, just right. like with these phones. They gradually gave you the smartphone, they gave you a bit piece by piece to the point. Where is that now? Were you not in shock, right? right? Because if they just came and dropped this thing on our lap, we'd be in shock. Like, like what, what the hell fuck is this? this right? <laughs> right? So, right. like, like I completely understand where you're coming from as far as putting yourself out there because I'm the type of person when I came home, I was like, man, when I was locked up, they was telling me about social media. I don't want no social, social media, media, right? Like, y'all tripping. So right. you telling me that then people start telling me about it and I realized, I started saying to myself, okay, you can use it for good or you can use it for bad, but it's on you how you use exactly. it. And I mean, even for me, you know, sometimes when I share stuff on a podcast, <laughs> I got family members that be like, yeah, you said that? I'm like, because I'm at the point now where how do people learn? People learn from experience. Exactly. Right? And so if you have life experiences that people don't know about and you sham, then people have a different perspective of you. People are like, oh, okay. I can kind of understand why he feel like that, or I can understand why he acted like that on that, or I can understand why he liked this when he in the street. Because for me, when I went out, you know, I always had my head on a swivel, but at the end of the day, I always felt like I had to protect everybody that was with me. That yeah. was kind of my, that's kind of who I was. Back in the day when I grew up on 6th Street, I had a homie named Big John, 
And I remember the first time we did some work in, put some work in, when we left, we got in the car. He was like, man, I'm going to start calling you Capers. And I was like, why are you going to call me Capers? He was like, because that's who, that's, that's who you are. I mean, I carried a gun every day. And so I felt like, you know, in the street, you know, you're dealing with, you know, certain things of, um, you know, drug related. And if somebody wants to rob you, how do you protect yourself? You can fight. But what if they got a gun? Yeah. Then now you got to strap up. And like you said, it evolved. So it evolved from elementary school to junior high school fighting. By the time I got to like, you know, eighth grade going into ninth grade, now it was gone. Yeah, it was straight Most definitely because you got to think, right, the environment that we come out of, right? I love Washington, D.C. as it is. And, you know, I'm not begging for it to go back to where it was at. Not at you all. Know, you know, the gentrification is here. It's not going anywhere. So we must accept it. You feel what I'm saying? We can fight all we want. But listen, it's like having uh, an incurable disease, right? right? Once it's in it, how do you maintain it? Right. You feel what I'm saying? How That's do true. we keep it That's in That's a check? good point. You feel what I'm saying? So what we got to realize when we when we looking at that, right, is that D.C. was a messed up place. I love where it's at now. I love that my son can walk out and get on the bus and I feel more safe, right? Because I'm a parent. Right. So why would I, you know, I, I, I love the old D.C., but we got to ask ourselves what are we really asking for? Right. Because if we push these people out, right, and we bring people in, and it turns back to what it's going, what it was, right. we're going to have another outcry again, and then the people right. are going to come back. Right. So you, you understand true. what I'm saying? That makes sense. If you get 500 murders again, it's going to be an outcry. It's going to be yeah. the National Guard. They're going to have it like Trinidad. They're oh, going to yeah. block the neighborhood oh, off. Yeah. They going to want a police. It's going to be martial law to we, a degree. We, we had them flood lights on our street. So like, yeah. like, 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 so like, we really have to sit down and think about how to attack this situation That's a good point. and the way to attack the situation is educate yourself you feel what i'm saying try to make a a, a stance in an educational in a, in a uh in a proper way based off of education the finances secure you something right so that nobody can tell you that you can't sit on your block right. or nobody can tell you that you don't live around here right right because us hooping and hollering about stuff that has no merit. Once we stop hollering, that dude's over there signing a, 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 a mortgage. He's right. in a he's in a lender's office right now signing paperwork right. while you out there arguing, Crying right? Again. So like, what did you really establish? Because he's he's moving, right? You feel what I'm saying? And what we also got to understand is that you know I don't get I don't get with I don't get mixed up with the race situation because people yell out gentrification and they always put it to one demographic of people, and there's right? Many. And there's a lot of people it's here who look just like us that they don't have our views, that, but right. but they aren't from here, right? right? And they're here because there's opportunities here in the job market. That's true. So if there's job opportunities here in the job market and you can't get it or you're not taking advantage of it, that's your fault, right? You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not here to say it's your fault, like as in you stupid. Right. I'm just saying that look, man, we got to prep ourselves up so that we can get these positions so that we can maintain that 132,000 that they talking we need for two bedroom be, right be there. better than you, you were yesterday so like <laughs> for real. And, and and so like i look at things like that and say to myself you feel what i'm saying like putting myself out there now i put myself out there at one point i was more my life was more secretive because i was living a different type of life correct and i wasn't paying taxes so why should i be available to right. a tax-paying citizen correct you feel what I'm saying? Now I pay taxes, so I, my voice gonna be heard. Y'all yeah. want to know why you over there taking our parking spaces on my street? Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because I live here and I'm not going nowhere. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because despite the fact that I just came home, I live in Washington. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I, I purchased in Washington, so I, I'm a Washingtonian, and I'm right. gonna be a Washingtonian to the day that I die. And whatever happens once I leave Earth, that's between my whoever get my property and right. what they do with it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? But I have that the the intentions of writing up a, a will. Where you can't get rid keep of that thing going. Yeah, you yep. can't keep get rid of fam. it. You can rent it out. You can yep. do whatever, but you can never sell. Yep. And how and how do this does that look? That that gives my son a foundation to always be able to be inside of the loop of what's going on in the city. Generation after generation. Because this situation, because this city has a lot of opportunities to offer yes. for for everyone. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Got to get out there though. You just got to go out there and seek it. Like yeah. without knowledge, how can you how can you get anything? I mean, the opportunity that I'm getting with Baloo. I mean, I'm gonna just put the cat out the bag. The opportunity that I'm getting here, you know, is special because I didn't know anything about you know being able to volunteer in the school. 
And I, I heard people say they volunteer, but I'm thinking it was just, you know, they just go in the building and just volunteer. Yeah. But it's a process. You got to go downtown. They got to do fingerprints. You got to go yeah, take a CFSA, TB test. You know, you got to go through all of that. Child, yeah. family, safety, uh, all that. which comes. Make and, sure and, that you know. That and you, so that I, didn't, you I, I didn't know that. And so with Kenny, you know, the assistant principal telling me, you know, kind of what I needed to do. Now, when I talked to him this morning, I was like, yeah, so I so I filled out the application online. I got to go take the TB test. Once I get that, then I take it downtown to do the fingerprints. He said, oh, you serious? I said, listen, once you, once I learn something and I know that it's a good opportunity, regardless, I, I follow up with it. And I think that's kind of where the podcast has evolved because I've been consistent. Like when I look on, you know, the, 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 the record of my podcast now, I think it's like, I'm up to like 65 episodes. Yeah. And so when somebody go on the, on the, on the, on the app and see that it's, they like, man, this joke is really putting that work. Yeah. And so the consistency to me is paying off. And one of the things that I, you know, had an issue with at first was, you know, I ain't getting enough noise. Ain't enough people talking about me, but I go out, I see people, you know, whether I, they, whether I work with them, whether I went to high school with them, whether I went to college with them, when they see me, we dab each other, we ask each other how they doing, and guess the first thing they say? Man, I was listening to the podcast, podcast last yeah. night. I was like, damn, for real? Yeah. And hey. so it's like, it's without it being said, people are listening, so I can't get that mindset that just because I'm not getting a certain amount of feedback, I still got to be consistent regardless. Well, did, and I could I can attest to that, right? Because even when I went to the... uh. The DC Natives Day over okay. your oyster bar. Right? Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was but there. I saw you through the crowd, and I was like, okay, that's the dude to do the podcast, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But like, like you recognize me because of the situation with Tony, but I recognize exactly. you from you promoting your podcast. That's crazy. You feel what I'm saying? So that's like, crazy. I, but you know, so many people out there, you know, and so I'm that's like, how you reached out to yeah, me. Yeah, that's what's up. So like, okay, so like, like, like that's a that's a that's a that's a good look. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like. Sometimes, man, we just got to take advantage of the opportunities given because it's like planting a seed. Somebody might listen to your podcast two years from now. Right. And be like, I need to meet this dude. Right. It might be a two-year-old podcast. They right. might call you like, man, I listen to your podcast. You think they just listen to episode, say, 65. They right. talk about episode two. Right. Right? That's true. So you never know because once you put something in the universe, it lives forever. That's Especially true. something that's digital, right? That's like true. It's like music. Like, music will play forever. Music will play forever, and they will really play forever. Anything that's, that's like music or like podcast, it'll last forever. Why? Because now it's digital. Right. And you can save it. It's digital. Yeah. You only have to save it. It's there. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You just got to go get it. You right. just got to find that's it. True. Once you put it out there, it's there. Yeah, that's true. As opposed to when we was growing up, if you didn't have a CD or you didn't have a tape, <laughs> right. you didn't have a VHS you to watch Vericon, right? right? You couldn't yeah. watch Vericon. Right. It wasn't true. just accessible. That's true. Now it's out here. That's so true. like I can walk up to somebody and say, man, check me out on Six Man Podcast. Right. Because I just did the jump, right. and they say, All right, and they can Google six man podcast, and all your joints will pop up, and they can right. go right to it That's as true. opposed to they don't have to run to the store no and more and get it. So, right. technology has evolved where your 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 mark on earth is indelible, right? You feel what I'm saying? People will always know that you existed. That's true, no matter what. You feel what I'm saying? That's Even true. if your family forget about you and they don't pass your legacy on, there's going to be somebody who's going to know who you are. That's Even true. if it's just one person because you got a podcast. That's true. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I mean, I look at the grand scheme of thing. I look the at bigger it, picture. Yeah, the bigger picture. Yeah. Like, all right, like what are we really doing? You feel what I'm saying? Because we're having this podcast, we're having this conversation, right? This conversation might affect somebody. Two years from now, it might yeah. affect somebody six months from now. It might get a person through a hard time and say, That's man, true. them two brothers was on there talking. I just ran across this podcast, man. They gave me some motivation. Some real shit, yeah. So, like, that's why you got to be authentic in what you're doing. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because you can pass out a message that's misleading. It could be negative. Right. You feel what I'm saying? But it really right. don't represent who you are. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? And, and I think for the most part, you know, I, I've had, um, I'm going to say, I, I've had some corrective criticism and the biggest corrective criticism that I've had. It was from a, um, an older woman. She was just like, um, I love your show. Let me just say that first. She was like, she was in um, North Carolina. And she was like, I love your show. And I was like, you in North Carolina? She was like, yes, I, I'm starting to listen to her every morning. She said, but the only thing that I would ask you to consider is not to curse so much. Yeah. She said, because sometimes when people tend to curse a lot, they come off as ignorant. Exactly. She was like, so I'm not telling you, you know, when you, when you, she said, cause I can tell when you, when you have cursed in the past, you, you were emotional about that specific thing you were talking about. And then, you know, that curse word might've just came out, but then you went ahead and followed it up with a lot of more information. Yeah. She said, but just try to be mindful of your audience and not to, you know, use as much profanity. And I said, and that's the only corrective criticism that I've had thus far. And then, you know, somebody else was just like, you know, try to give your guests an opportunity to speak 
so they can kind of give their you yeah, know their version. story yeah yeah right. yeah most definitely right. and and you know and i completely understand that because like even like putting your story out and me being a guest right now right like like we can talk about anything like you know as i told you we set it up man listen Whatever you Let's want to talk about, we could talk about, right, right? Right. Because I'm open to that. You feel what I'm saying? But sometimes what the person got to also understand is that when, when when you're doing your podcast, right, even though it's your podcast, you might be feeding me some information too. Correct. You feel what I'm saying? Correct. So even if I'm oh, if I'm talking too much, I might miss my information. Right. And, and the information That's you true. might be feeding to me, right, That's true. might help somebody else also. That's true. You feel what I'm saying? So, so it got to be a balance. balance. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? It really exactly. got to be a balance. You feel what I'm exactly. saying? That's what it's more so about. In all actuality, it has to be a balance. Right. If there's no balance, then like, nah, it ain't gonna it work. Ain't right. Nothing. I mean, even when you go buy, you know, a battery, a battery has a negative and a positive. positive. You got an up and a down. You got to add and subtract. It. It's a balance. Everything has to be balanced. So if it's not balanced, right, it's not gonna work. You feel what I'm saying? Two of nothing can create anything. That's true. You feel what I'm saying? You shake me, you give me two two male dogs. They can't reproduce. They can't puppies. do nothing. Feel, but you fight. feel what I'm saying? But fight. You feel what I'm right. saying? Right. And, and, that, and that what that produce in a fight is destruction. Right. Because someone is going to be hurt. You feel what I'm saying? Or both of them can wind up coming out hurt. Right. So it, it creates destruction. You feel what I'm saying? It's a setback. Because if it's a setback, it means that they have to heal up in order to get back where they was at before right. the fight. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And, and that's a lot of like even right now with these youth out here going into that into that segue, right? Dealing with these youth out here sitting in this school. I got youth on my caseload that attend the school. Right. So I'm in the school. I'm checking on attendance and I'm doing right. things those natures, right? right? But what we have to understand that we're dealing with our youth, especially in, in this city. Because, you know, I can't speak for anywhere else, but I know that the youth are having problems all, over all, the, the, country, all yeah. across the world. Oh, I'm yeah. not just going to say United States. Oh, yeah. Across the world. Detroit. Right? Yeah. So, uh, man, uh, everywhere. Uh, anywhere, especially Philly. urban, especially yeah. urban environments, yeah. right? It's we got to meet our youth with it yet. We can't be judgmental. We can't tell them about, man, what we used to do back in the days or you a stupid person because you did such and such. Or why would you do that? Listen. If it made sense to them, they wouldn't. They, they exactly. wouldn't. Even if, 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 if it was illogical to them, they wouldn't do it. And 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 to that point, I remember you know um, you know just talking about certain things on social media, and I tend to hear people, "Oh, these youngers tripping. They lunching." I said, "Well, let me play devil's advocate. What would you like them to do? Exactly. Where, where's their direction to do better?" And not only that. Have you ever really did your research on this person before you say he tripped? Right. It's like going to talk to a military vet that's schizophrenic, but you don't realize he's mm -hmm. been through several wars and he's suffering very badly from PTSD because mental health is very imperative Man. all through our community from Man. adolescents all the way up to adults. It's this we we dealing with certain mental health issues that's not addressed. We call it the day luncheon. They're not luncheon. We just don't address it in the in the proper format. So I did a series on PTSD okay. because I wanted to break it down in terms of giving people an understanding that PTSD is real, one, and two, is not military-driven all the way. No. I said because where I grew up, you know, 6th Street Southeast, where I seen people get their head blown off, I seen people get shot, like I said, mentioned, been shot, been stabbed, been in a lot of different situations. I didn't have insurance to go talk to a doctor. I didn't have money. All I had to do was go to the liquor store, give me a fifth of Remy, and smoke some weed, and that was kind of my was my medication. You know, to balance. try to you know to try, try to, to deal with it, cope with it, whatever you and you know. So and so on the PTSD um, episode that I had, I was able to you know share some of my stuff with my guests. But I talked to somebody who um, was a correctional officer. Well, I'm sorry, he was the director of corrections um, in in youth center okay. um, and down um, Lorton and in DC jail. And he was in the military. And then I had another um, guy who talked about his military PTSD, but his was from military and family because he said his father used to beat him up. Yeah. And then I spoke to a young lady and she was saying her PTSD was from um, being um, assaulted. You okay. know? And so I was like, you know, PTSD is real, but it, it's not just military driven. Well, well, I tell you like this. There's so much exposure to trauma. Exactly. Based upon the outlets that are available now, that's true, right? That people don't even realize what they're being exposed to. They're being exposed to so much they're becoming desensitized. Exactly, desensitized is a form of PTSD. I would agree right? with that because if you see something so much and it becomes normal, you're not normal. 
Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because right. we can go in some communities where people don't know nobody in prison. Then we can go in communities where we've been knowing people in prison since the time that we can remember. And it's normal to them. And it's normal to and, us, And the right? people that's in the community that don't, they, they, they like, what? They like, what? Like, in like, jail. In jail, like, what? oh my God. What? You feel what I'm saying? So, like, that's just a prime example. So, if you take social media, for example, as I said, you use for positive or negative, right? Well, now we're going to go into the negative side of it, right? I can go in my social media and I guarantee you I can see somebody get beat up, shot, yeah. stabbed, killed, yeah. disrespected, Put assaulted. Out and all that. At one point in time, I never seen that unless I was there at the scene. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like you said, you grew up on Sixth Street. You seen somebody get their head blew off. You mm -hmm. seen it, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, kids don't even have to be on Sixth Street to see it because they, they right just social open media. up their phone and somebody might have DM'd it to them or it and, might come up and, on your timeline. And I don't, under and I don't understand. Like I don't understand that aspect of social media. I don't understand that you are literally committing a crime, but now you putting it out there for everybody to but, see. Because, like, what? Because, like, I like I said, as I said just a few minutes ago, I'm scared it, to do it that. Doesn't it doesn't register to them in that manner? That is not it, normal. It, 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 it's, it's not normal. Not just that. It doesn't seem out of place because if you're seeing everybody flashing guns, right, right. smoking weed. Right. You 16, bro. First and foremost, we know we legal, but you 16, so yeah. it's illegal in your exactly. video, right? Exactly. So, so <laughs> if you talk about you yelling out, we legal, like, like, no, your parents about to go to jail or somebody, you know what I'm saying? You put somebody under the gun. Exactly. Really think about it. Exactly. Like, who's going to be held responsible? Because that's child neglect. That's true. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like, who's going to be held responsible? Have you ever needed an important document notarized and your bank was closed? Need someone who would be reliable, punctual, and provide great customer service? Call my man Maurice over at Austin Mobile Notary, 757-325-7353, or email him at austinmobilenotary at gmail.com. Austin Mobile Notary is a new mobile after-hours and weekend notary service. Mention this podcast, Real Talk with the Six Man, and Maurice will give you a $5 credit towards your first bill. Remember, Austin Mobile Notary for convenient mobile notary services. Austin Mobile Notary, y'all. Check them out. Six Man. Y'all be easy. Okay, two part. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Right on MLK, you can pull up and man, people passing out every day over there. You feel what I'm saying? Literally right on MLK and Malcolm X Avenue. You know, it's it's always an ambulance over there, or wow. it's always somebody posting on social media that people, you know, falling out. So how many of them people over there got kids? Right. Because wow. they were sane before they lost their, their sanity, yeah. right? So <clears throat> The natural course of, of humans is to reproduce. I mean, just saying it though, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it at all. I yeah. mean, the first time I saw it in, in real life, I mean Slim hit it. And I mean in a matter of seconds, Slim was just gone. I was like, what he hit? Oh that, that oh, he had you on that K2 Slim. K2, yeah, that fake weed. I said, fake weed, that don't even sound yeah, right. But that's the see, that's the crazy part, right? Who created this and pushed it into the community, right? <laughs> for us to have fake weed to beat it started off as smoke this to beat the young. Right. Because I, re I remember my sister. Because I remember my sister was like, no, nah, I got this K2, it gets you high, but if I take my drug test, I can pass. I said, but what's in it? Damn what is know. it? So, so so all right, the listen, fuck? it's like giving out testers of anything. Right. Somebody's gonna like it. Right. You creating a market, right? That's right. True. You create a market. If you ever sold any drugs, specifically heroin, you give out testers. Right. Because if someone likes it, they come back Coming and back. the next time they purchase, right? right. So true. they created a market and the market started off as you can beat your yawn. Now the yawn analysis place can test for it. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? So That's crazy. now you got a problem and you still got two problems because if you got to go drop in the cup for these people, now you're going to have a dirty and you got a K2 habit. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So right. you initially started out trying to beat something, or would, or was it really designed for you to beat something? Right. You feel what I'm saying? That's because true. you feel what I'm saying? Like the, the, just think about it. Really something to think about. Was it right. really designed for you to beat it, or was it designed to the twist the twist you up? Right. Yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? But and that's how I look at it, like, man, this stuff just came out of nowhere. And, out of nowhere. And, and listen, we already know that damn it, every epidemic dealing with narcotics in the United States has been pushed by the government. Yeah. 
yeah. his, history has shown it. Yeah. I mean, history has shown when, when it. I, when, I, when I looked at, um, I can't think of the name of the movie right offhand, but it was um, with Tom Cruise. He was a pilot. And it oh, was yeah. Uh, 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 um, American Made. There you go. American, American Made. Made. And so I'm watching it, and I'm just- Prime I'm, example. I'm, they I'm, went down and gave that man a like, whole plot of land with Arkansas somewhere, Alabama, what? right? I'm so like, every, what? listen, every mate, and if you go before that, right, and you look at the heroin epidemic, right? When them people was flying that stuff back, man, you can't tell me, man, that that government don't know what's on their planes, right? right? You can't tell right. me that it's humanly impossible. Yeah, for you not to know yeah, what you, you take. Now you might put something, smuggle something. I'm talking. About, we talking about tons, tons of stuff. Yeah, we ain't talking about no little stuff. No, something no that you put in your, know, your yeah, drawers. We ain't talking about nothing small. Yeah. We talking about tons of stuff. So let's really look at the big picture. So now you have that. Then you have the crack era. We already know that about Contra, right. Oliver North and, and Ronald Reagan and them, right? right. So like. <laughs> So like you feel what I'm saying like like let's let's really let's, let's be real really, about let's it. Let's really be real about it. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And then if you drive in certain communities, you can't find K2. Right. Oh, you really? go to certain gas stations. Well, yeah, you, yeah, I, you I guarantee can't have you. It. I, bet, I guarantee they've been shutting it down. I guarantee if you ride in Montgomery County, you probably can't find K2 at the gas station. You probably never could. Right. But just in the but hood, we can though. ride in the neighborhood and find and get K2. it everywhere. Yeah, that's true. So so like we got to look at the big picture. I'm not trying to attack the the the, the distributor. We got to attack the, the the people that we know and right. not attack as in don't do that, but as in saying, hey, look, man, that ain't a good move nah. and try to persuade them because, listen, you can distribute all you want. If nobody is purchasing, you'll, yeah. want, or you'll eventually take it off the exactly. market, right? Exactly. But if we go tell you to stop selling, somebody's going to pop up and sell it because it's a demand. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? A supply is always processed based on the demand. demand. You feel That's what I'm true. saying? So if there's no demand for this, then there's no supply because it would be a loss for a company to reproduce That's true. This, 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 uh, this, this substance in order for it to be put out to not make a profit, which right. everything is about a profit margin. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That's so true. it ain't about attacking the company, the pharmaceutical companies, the drug companies, all of them going they all making bread. be in business. They're they always be in business because guess what? If that don't, if that go out of business, they're gonna find the next hot thing. Exactly. They're gonna find something. I mean, my, my grandmother, 94, man, and she got a dresser uh top with just pills. pills. I'm like, grandma, what? what what's this one for? What's this one for? What this one do? And you taking and, and, all and, and, and these jobs? And guess Come what on, she told man. you? Guess what she told you? She told you she relayed the message to you that they relayed to her. Yeah. Oh, you need this for this, and you, you got to take yeah, this for you that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm going to give you a prime example. Shit. You go to the doctor, right? And your blood pressure could be up. They won't tell you to take a cap of vinegar to help lower your blood pressure. Mm. They tell you, we're going to put you on, on, on water pills, or we're going to put you on blood pressure pills, right. or whatever. And so, But if you say, man, is there any alternative... To, you can't tell me that you practice medicine and don't know that uh, that that in some situations dealing with high blood pressure, that vinegar can help lower your blood pressure. Oh, you can't wow. tell me that that as a as a doctor because I'm not making stuff, no money because the pharmaceutical companies and the doctors are in bed together. Oh, absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? So their job is to push the product, right? You feel what I'm saying? Some of them might be getting a percentage off however much they push. They put out, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just like I mean, it's, it's a drug just game. Like, it's just it's a drug game, for game real. in the street, yeah. right? Yeah. But now it's just legit. Yeah. And then they tell you this, but like I said, how can you not tell? How can you not know that certain natural things, right, will help uh, uh, ailments in people, right? Right. There's no way you you studying medicine like doctor say going to school forever. Doctor Savior. Exactly. Like you he, you tell me he the only man in this world who knew the information that he knew. Nah. And I mean it's still and it's still and it's still like you know controversial because it's like, why did he die? I mean, he just one day just died. Like yeah. nobody really knows what happened to him. And I mean, I don't want to start nothing. No conspiracy theory. Yeah, I don't you know? I mean, because I mean he died, but like let's 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 look at it. I mean, you know, he died. Nipsey was starting to, you know, document, you know, his work, and then Nipsey died. So now everybody like, yeah, that the government don't yeah, want nobody to know what I said. But if you think about it, if you Google Doctor Sabi, he been talking about this stuff Way for years. years. I remember he was in the bed with two chicks, and he was young, and was telling people about you know losing weight and what to eat and all that. I said this was a long time ago. I said so to say that the government waited that long to kill him to well, me it well, just seems a little I suspect. Think that, I think that. That they controlled the message. I think his message was controlled because the same way you do a podcast, 
back then you had to go through certain channels in order to get your message out. They didn't have this, this, this type of technology available, right? That's true. They just put so it out you there. just put it out there. Right. And even once you put it out there, you're still gonna have doubters. I don't right. care what you do, you're gonna always have doubters. You right. can you can be doing everything 100 percent right. Somebody will come and say, and they probably got the hookup. <laughs> That's true. You're gonna be getting That's up every true. day, busting your ass. A, B, you got your right. plan. You can show them your plan, walk through it, and everything. And somebody's still gonna say, yeah. Man, you sure that man that that's right what he showed you? Yeah, because I don't understand how he's doing it. So right. you're gonna always have your doubts, right? So, like, I just I just know that man, when in society and dealing with society in general, that there's always gonna be somebody that's gonna doubt me. Right. There's always going to be somebody that's going to doubt me. That's true. But as long as I know that what I'm doing is correct, or at least that I think that it's correct when I'm doing it and I'm not doing it under ill intentions, mm -hmm. then I know that whatever I'm doing is genuine. Right. Right? So as right. long as I know it's genuinely done, you know, don't blame it on my heart. Blame it on my mind if I make right. it hard, Right. Right. Because my heart is, is into whatever I'm doing. Right. I don't want to attach my name to anything that's going to be negative right. or that's going to tarnish my reputation. Right. I mean, I might, I might have some shit to say yeah. that might be negative, yeah. but that's just a but, part but, of but my past. But that's an opinion. Right. Right? Because that's an opinion because I can tell you I don't like this dude because he did something and something. Somebody can say, man, well, I like that he did that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. We can use the, the telling thing. Hey, man, I don't like dude because he told. Right. A mother person, man, I like that he told because he ain't going to jail for them stupid MFs. Exactly. So it's, it's, you, it, it, it can right. flip even catch way. Catch-22. Yeah, it's a catch-22. Yeah. It's just yeah. about how you view it. It's yeah. about your paradigm, right? Right. And, 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 you know, it's about your thinking. So it's about how you look at stuff and how you actually think about it. Because everyone is entitled to their opinion. That's true. And some people's opinions line up. Some people's opinion don't. But I understand that we can agree and that we disagree. And I can still respect you. See, a lot Absolutely. of people. And you know, the problem right now today is a lot of people don't feel that if you don't agree with them, they feel that you don't mess with them. Right. Like, like it's a man, beef or something. I mess with you. Yeah, somebody I just don't, do I just don't, I just don't agree with that. I'm going to ride with you. Yeah. But I don't agree with what you're saying over here. Yeah. No, I can't go with that. Yeah, I can't, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And if I can't go with that, I'm the type of person, I'm going to come back and ask you to, hey, can you articulate how you got to that point? Right. So you know I can I'm understand I can, yeah, where just, you at. Just so, know, just so I can know yeah, how you got to that point. how you got to that point because I don't know how you got to that point. So I'm a little lost. Yeah, It's rough out here. Yeah. It's rough. It, that's the, the big thing, man. You know, that's the real big thing. And, you know, like just out here in our community, man, we really have to get to know each other. Because people, and I give a prime example, people see each other on social media and then walk right past you. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen to me. And I mean, I've people I, it, comment it was, on your posts, all like that, it, all talk, that, uh, to speak to you, all and that. As soon as they see you, it's like they don't know you because social I, I media be like has that, actually, for real? social like, media has really? actually, to a degree, hindered real life interactions. Interactions, I've heard that. You feel what I'm saying? To a degree. I mean, it don't bother me though. It don't I mean, bother it me. Is like, what I'm it not is. the type of person that's like, going to be pressed yeah, to be like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" You, you know me? Who be like, "Man, they ain't like my stuff." Like, man, listen. That's called choices. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? It's called they choices. Listen they listen or they not. Yeah, listen, they it seen is what it. it is. Yeah. They seen that you got your I, message I, just, out there. Just like, just like I get some, you know, people who go on the page and, you know, uh, say stuff, you know, uh, or oh, oh, you stupid or oh, you, why, why would you say that? I mean, uh, basically disagreeing with what I'm saying. And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, I'm okay with it because you listening. Yeah. You so heard. E even though, even though you don't agree with what I said, you still listen. Right. Thank you. you know I they, appreciate you know that. They say. That's even though it's bad, it's still promotion. Exactly. I mean, guess what? Somebody they might come and tell me, man, he said such and such and such. I'm gonna go listen and, and be like, and, I'm oh, gonna and I'm be like, nah, man, nah, he you ain't said that. Exactly. Oh, I agree with him. You tripping? Exactly. So guess what? It's promotion. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? It's exactly. promotion. So however you look at it, it's promotion. So I would just say, you know, we need the bad promotion too. Yeah. You know, that's true. You, and, you get you sometimes, man, you get your point across from a negative point of view, and 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 it's and it's. Kind of a segue that you say that because I I started this um, because I, I saw the story about Makaya Wilson. Okay, and I was I was trying to go to bed one night and I couldn't go to bed and I had already set everything up, but I hadn't really done it yet. And so I sat in my room one night and I did it. I mean, again, you know, people think podcasting is easy and it's really not because when I first did it, I had to record forty times. Wow! To get the one did, that did I you put need out. It? And so by the time I did that one, it was like two in the morning. I ain't even realized how late it was. And so fast forward now, it's been a year, and I went to her memorial. 
and then right after that, um, um, Karan Brown got shot, and yeah. then you know all these. Ki- I, I mean, I, you know, I'm at the point where I mean, I'm not gonna ever say that you know I'm de- I'm desensitized to people getting shot because it's been happening for so long, and and I'm and, I, and I'm not gonna say when somebody gets shot, I, you know, it, I don't I don't have empathy for that, but damn. When it's the kids, yeah, right. It's like I, I mean, I got a five year old and a twenty four year old. It's like I, I'm a parent, so it's like, damn, like, well, the kids we bring out a, the kids bring out a different a different sense of feeling from everybody, I think, and it shows, right? Because little Ray Ray can get killed, and people be like, oh, they gonna tell you a Ray Ray background. Oh, he was robbed, and yeah. Ray Ray was out here some BS. He, he, but he, like he, a kid, he had, right? He had a, he had a record. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, but really? like with the kids, it's more so like, like, damn, Shorty wasn't even doing that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like, and if he was doing something or if she was doing something, and I'm not speaking in general to a specific kid, if they were doing something, it didn't call for those type of actions. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because it couldn't have been that drastic. Not you feel that what I'm saying? drastic. So, I mean, when I found out about the Karan Brown thing and found out that it was a father, you know, where the other son had a fight or something, and then the little boy that he shot beat his son up. I'm like, so you came back with a gun? But that goes to show you when I was just going back to about we got these parents that's having these kids and I don't know the parent personally, right? Right. But that's looking his background. I guarantee you there's something there. Right. That's going to show you like, okay, dude wasn't I, I, working I, with a full deck or yeah. he liked it. He liked it that lane yeah. or he liked it them pills yeah. or he liked it that weed. And it's sad because it people drink. don't want to really recognize that it's really a lot of mental health issues, issues. and then, then that's what i'm saying it's oh. going back to that right so if, if we got a parent that's doing that right could you imagine what that kid household was like right that's but true. this kid is growing up right right and this kid is still growing up that's now true. this kid that's his son is even traumatized right why because he's dealt with seeing his father go up and kill somebody right right not just going off and hearing about his father kill somebody, but actually, you know, bearing witness to his father killing somebody. There might have been his classmate. Right. In reality, when he really looked at it, it wasn't really that serious because he probably don't even have that much anger or hate in his heart with his kid. Okay, I lost the fight or whatever. Man, Is he might have been a little bit more scared. I done lost a couple fights. Is, I ain't thinking somebody's father about to come I and shoot I ain't thinking me. my father about to go over here Damn, and, and nah, shoot no Hell no. Nah. Right? If anything, my father like, look at you need to go start doing some push-ups. Yeah, because you ain't going to be coming home getting your ass whooped. Yeah, we so, ain't going like so that. So just think about, that's really something to think about. Like, yeah. where do you? how do you think this kid's life was prior to? I mean, first and foremost, I was pissed off when I heard about it, first and foremost. And then when I heard the story about the father and the two sons having a fight and all that, I, you know, of course I was mad. But then when I heard about the father, I was like, wait, what? He did. Well, I'm like, what type of father? Because he and then, like you say, he, but because, what is his past? Because we, what, what, we, what, we, what has he with, been dealing with as a child? We dealing with the action, right? We gotta look at the whole picture, right? And that's the problem. A lot of times, we only deal with the action, right? You feel what I'm saying? And we so quick to judge the the situation yeah, just and not look action, at just that one action, happened, right? Like the overall, like like, 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 okay, let's look at. It. And there's no justification for his actions, Absolutely right? Not. His actions are his actions, and, and my motto is, and I tell my own child this. As long as you can take responsibility for your actions, I don't care what you do. I love you to death. Yeah. If you go out here and you and you feel like you can do 30 years for something, hey, I salute you. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because we all got to live with our actions yeah. and the choices that we make. That's true. You feel what I'm saying? So that's how I really live my life. I tell that to my youth. I tell that to my own child. I tell that to my circle around me of, of, of friends. You right. feel what I'm saying? Look, man, I, I'm not tripping. I'm not mad that you did what you did. Just know that, that I don't want to hear no crying at the end of the day. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So we have to look at the actions, but we have to look at the overall picture because per- people will say, man, he did that. Now, if it come out that the dude was mentally off, if, if they come out with a legit jump saying he was mentally off, people will say, damn, Holmes was stripping. And yeah. the, and the response won't even be the same right. no more. Right. Exactly. They're like, damn, that's crazy. Killed that little boy. But. He had mental health issues. It'll right. be a butt behind it, right? Right. Because now you have more information to add into the story. See, right. I'm the type of person, I'm not going to rush a judgment. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to look at the situation. Damn, that's messed up. Right. That's crazy that happened to that little girl. But like, oh, that's that's crazy that happened to that little boy, yeah. right? But like, okay, how did we it's, get here? It's the, yeah. How did we get here? Yeah. How did this lead up That's to what this? I want to know now. Yeah. I want to know how did it get to that yeah. point? Because- uh, he'll wind up if he got some type of issue. He might wind he up in help. court, right? Yeah. And not get the type of time somebody think. And they'll be like, "That's crazy." But 
the system is the system, and the system takes certain things into consideration. That's true. When when dealing with certain individuals, right? So we That's know true. it, right? And it's different strokes for different folks. And right. prime example, Hinckley on the street, he tried right. to kill the president, but I know dudes like Tony Will Senior, right? Free right. Tony Will Senior, exactly. Who's doing life and ain't ain't, ain't killed nobody. nobody. You tried to kill the president of yeah. the free world. Yeah. You shot a person on national TV and tried to kill the president of the free world. And you're back in society. Yeah. We got pedophiles that mess with little kids, right? And they say they have mental health issues. They get a slap on the wrist and come Man, home. you heard about the situation with the dude at the bathroom at the Nationals game the other day? No. Nah. It was a Nationals game, and they said that it was a dude in the bathroom videoing another kid taking using the bathroom. It, it don't surprise me, though. It don't surprise me because, listen, even when I was in federal prison, right? I don't like to say was, certain stuff, but I he got cranked. Man, listen, I cranked why not? On sight. Why not? On sight. Why not? I crank this listen, man, sight, listen, man. sometimes sometimes justice served on the spot is, is called for, right? Because you know, it, it like you're you're sending you're still in the kid's innocence. Exactly. You feel what I'm like saying? Like he, he trying to take a piss, cuz what is you doing? Like for real? And my thing is, you know, like like <laughs> you know, people say, you know. Oh, mental health, you know, oh, woo, woo, woo. But that's I'm how like, they, that's that how they use real it, though. Listen, shit, though. That's how they, listen, that's how they you justify not, you, you, it. You not mentally sound if you do some shit like that. Listen, I don't care what you say. That's how they justify it. But then, listen, I sat in the unit. Dude might come in with 36 months. You done fucked up, excuse my language. You done messed up a person's life, right? Forever, because you went over there and violated them. Right. Right? And I, got, I, might look and at I got a, dude, a man. I might look at a dude that got... <sighs> 20 years and everybody was coming to buy what he had. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Everybody's wow. coming to buy what he had, but he got 20 years. He ain't forced nothing on nobody. You forced something on somebody right. and you got 36 months. Right. And a lot of times, a lot of them was coming back to federal prison. They was repeat offenders. Right. Doing, was, the, same yeah, doing the same thing over and over and right. over again. It was like, okay, this is what you do. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy the reality of what what we endure and what we go through and, and if and I've been on both sides of the equation, you know, I'm in society, but I've been behind the fence and being behind the fence in certain environments at certain places, I've been like mind boggled that some of the things I've I've encountered, some of the things I've seen, some of the things I've heard, you feel what I'm saying? Some of the things I've read, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I stayed in the law library. So it's like gotcha. I'd be in there reading cases and I'd be like, huh? Wow. Like, is you serious? Really? Like you mean to tell me that this really happened? Wow. So you know, like we also that's another thing. And then you, you know? learn, and then you learn about other cases that's, you know, kind of what you're going through, and you may learn how to defend yourself. Yeah, most better definitely, in most court. definitely, right? I still get calls right now from uh dudes in prison to read over their legal stuff. I get emails, I get calls, and I read over and I give them my opinion, right? But you know, uh before we, you know, uh close it up, and I don't want to get off the topic of this. We got to protect these kids. You got to be visual with your kids. You got to have a relationship with your kids. You got to have an open line of communication. You know, let them know that, listen, man, I'm allow you to be who you are. And don't you ain't got to block me on social media and all that because right. I allow you to be who you are. And if it's something that's inappropriate, I'm going to address you in a, in, a, in a proper parental manner. Right. See, a lot of us are being boxed out of the equation as parents because we don't know how to address our kids. Right. So now your kid is hiding stuff from right. you. And when they're hiding stuff from you, they, either you're going to pay now you're going to pay later. later. Exactly. So you wind up paying later <clears> because <throat> you're not able to catch those things because they're not allowing you into their life. And, and I tell my five-year-old, you can tell me anything. Yeah, most I, definitely. I said, I might be upset with you, but I still need you to tell me. I mean, it's, it's times that I pick her up from school and I was just telling my coworker that sometimes I may see a janitor or I may see one of the, you know, men in the building that know the kids and speak to them. Yeah. And as soon as I get in the car, just naturally, I'll be like, what you do today? Oh, I did, 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 did. I said, now, you know, if anybody ever touch you, you can tell me, right? Yeah, dad. Okay. Yeah. And I do it a lot. Yeah. The, you know, the, just so the, she know. To plant the seed that yeah. it's not a secret. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not a secret. And it's, and you're not going to be held accountable for, to be punished for this. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Actually, it's for your protection. Right. You know, because I make sure that I tell my son on the regular, like, look, my job is to protect you. If I feel, if I feel to do my job with you is helping you become a man and to protect you, then I'm failing as a father. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That's, That's my true. overall goal is to make sure that I properly prepare you to go into society and be successful and be a productive member in whatever you choose to do. Man, look, before we close out, man, just go back and just kind of give everybody, you know, who you are, 
and, and and what you do and 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 your nonprofit just so they know and just tell them you know where they can find you and if they need you know some advice they want to ask you some stuff how do they how do they get into oh, man you can always get in contact with me man my phone number is 202-417-4751 my uh website is how h o w l d m dmv.com uh i'm on instagram at helping others with life uh on on instagram uh as he as as we said in the opener you know i'm always out in the community i'm always open to engage you know uh if 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 i can pitch in somewhere and help in some form or fashion i will you know and i'm always open to give you any resources that i got i don't hold no information any information that i got if if you reach out to me and i can help you with it i will that's what's up i mean i think the opportunity is good because i feel like you know, it, it's not a. I'm not gonna say it's not enough men, but it's not enough old heads that's out here going back to the youngest. Because I had a conversation with my man the other day, and he was just basically saying the old heads are the young heads now. Yeah, and basically, like like the old heads coming home are are the old heads, but, but the young. old heads on the street now are the young heads. Yeah, and so it's like an old head can't come to a young head and be like, "Oh man, you shouldn't be out here doing this." Look, no, she's like, "Nigga, what, who is you?" What are you yeah. talking about? And a lot of people in these communities, especially with the youth, they're not from the community. So when you returning back from uh when you returning back from uh places like prison, right? You return, especially if you've been gone for quite some time. Right. You probably don't even know these youth. Why? Right. Because they've they've uh migrated so many neighborhoods right. and put them together. Then you got a dude who got a cousin that's hanging around in now. Right. And then his cousin then got killed with the neighborhood and took him in. So he's from around in now. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a challenge. Right. It's a challenge. But interacting with the youth, understanding them, and building relationships will get you in plenty of doors. Right. Hey, look, man, we had an opportunity to talk, man. I appreciate you, Charles, for coming through, man. We up, Baloo, man. I got some stuff coming up that's on, that's coming up, um, Baloo, real soon. I don't really want to put the cat out the bag, but I got some stuff happening. So, um, Charles just gave you all his information on how to catch up with him. Y'all know how to catch up with me. I'm on IG at Real Talk. Six man, I'm on Facebook at Real Talk with the Six Man, and I'm also on YouTube. So if y'all got any questions, y'all want to holler at Charles, y'all want to holler at me. Again, like I always tell y'all, y'all got anything, you know, a topic, um, a story that you want to get out, let me know. I'll come to you, and we can record, and you can let it, let you know, just let it be known. I mean, I, I feel like at this point in this day and age, you know, with this asshole that we got, you know, in office, we got to start pushing our agenda now. And allowing it to to seep out, you know. I mean, we got a voice, we got a medium, and we got a platform to do it. Why not do it? Not, let's not, you know, take it for granted and not do it at all, and not let our voices be heard. Again, be better than you were yesterday. Is the six man? I love y'all, man. Be better than you were yesterday. You know, is it, it, my motto. And so I feel like every time I end the show, I want to let y'all know that there's an opportunity for you to be better than you were yesterday, man. It's a six man. Y'all be easy. No need for game plan. You don't know who I am. I leave you in the saddle, homie. I'm the six man. No need for game plan. I told you who I am. Come out with a check and you see why I'm the six man. No need for game plan. You don't know who I am. I leave you in the saddle, homie. I'm the six man. No need for game plan. I told you who I am. Come out here and check me. You see why I'm the six man. Six street, I'm the six man. I'm talking real talk, talking with the program. I'm the six street, I'm the six man. I'm talking real talk, with the program. Cause they call me heartened and I made them fit the beard when I rain these tears on all your top tiers. Yeah, the rain for some smoke. You want a clipper or a hawk? I'm hot, Jamal Crawford, make a blazing trail to the rack. I'm Cliff Robertson, say I was a king with the Sack on G Fox B Jackson. So pardon you, little homie. I know that you don't know. But beyond three, I'm on no mix with Kuko. She getting my my default. It's never off her feet. I feel like the friendly. She know it's in my jeans. So take a look at me. I can do it twice in four years. I feel like new wins. So step out here, my man, and get the beat. 